0: Often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap Box Slap Box. Welcome to the Slap Box Podcast. This is episode 396. I am your host, Josh Albrecht, and I am deep inside the Slapbox bunker, and uh, it's officially been eight years now of this podcast, and uh, I'm back in the bunker. I mean, it's got some history. We uh, did a few of the first shows in the bunker, not the very first, but uh, it was it was on St. Pat's, actually, that was the, uh, the first ever show uh, eight years ago, so... 2012 man St. Paddy's Day 2012 It was a much different world then You know before the world ended and everything With the whole uh Recall that whole Mayan calendar Thing ending and yeah It feels like it's ending now I mean there's uh It almost seems last days days (laughs) Days-ish Can't speak properly Uh Hope everybody out there is doing right. Uh yeah, uh, eight years of this stuff. Uh, had a lot of great times. Um, hoping the, uh, Muffin Man might call in in a bit, but, uh, we'll see. Um, but it was weird, I, uh, I just went to Schnooks. I, uh, <laughs> as I've talked about many a times on the, uh, podcast, I play Powerball and I've been playing the same numbers for years. At this point, I don't, you know, I don't have any, like a... I don't really believe that I'll win but right now uh, you know most of the United States here is pretty much there's several big cities that are on lockdown most places in the US I mean you can't go to a lot of shops I mean like a lot of fast food well restaurants everything like uh, you can only get uh, order out like pick up carry out or uh, like uh, drive through and uh you know, it's uh, it's a little rough, and uh, you're supposed to only go out for essential things like going to the store, and I, I did feel kind of like a dick. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of places I know here in town in Washmo, there's a. Uh, they're not accepting cash; they want you to pay by credit card, and I figured, normally I go and buy the Powerball tickets. Again, I have a slip that I have my number selected on that I hand them. And I figured, well, if cash is no good, I should probably not go in there to buy Powerball tickets. And I was thinking, like, well, I guess I I just won't do it. But then it was really bugging the shit out of me that, like, fuck if these numbers actually hit. Which I don't think they'll hit when I have them. But uh, if they were to hit and I didn't get the... I feel like my odds are better if I didn't play that they'd win. But that would really mess me up, especially right now. I mean, you know, I'm staying indoors. I was, up until I went to Schnooks like 20 minutes ago, it was, uh, it had been 24 hours since I went outside. So, uh <laughs> getting, you know, a little loopy, I guess. But, <laughs> so I, I thought, like, well, I guess I, I can't go and pick numbers like I normally would and go in there just to play Powerball. But then it occurred to me, I was like, shit, Schnooks has got a vending machine. They've got a, a powerball vending machine and I want to seem like a complete dick, so I went and got a few things. I got some uh, pretty tasty uh, beyond churros. They're uh, these uh, churros that uh, are gluten free're uh, schnooks has got their own little, like gluten-free aisle, but I just got something for a snack. It's got uh, there's like a cinnamon outside and then it's got some kind of chocolate flavoring in the middle. Uh, they're not too bad. Pretty tasty. I'm trying to go gluten-free because I think it's possible I have some – well, I obviously have kidney issues, either related to uh, – I guess it could be several things. But it's possible I could have Crohn's or celiac disease or something along those lines, which also means that I'm probably more at risk with COVID-19, which is fun, 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 fun. Good stuff, right? Uh. But, yeah, I went there. <laughs> just to get a Powerball ticket, but I did get uh, a bottle of Fiji water, uh, some cheese because I need some cheese. I was like, I'm just about out of cheese. Got to have that for my sandwiches. I mean, this is a necessity, necessity. But I like it's weird going there and just driving through the parking lot. Surprisingly, there was several people at Lowe's. Uh, but uh, most of the places where there was, it was like a ghost town. Even Schnooks. like, and it started here. It seems like. Uh, just within a few days like nobody was really abiding by the social distancing but going there now it seems like people are more on edge and like uh, at least at schnooks they're uh, (laughs) somewhat abiding by you know the rules it's crazy what uh, how things change in a day but I had seen like an older woman and stuff and I felt like kind of a dick I'm like oh man I am a total dick and I'm just in here just fucking buying (laughs) playing <laughs> Powerwall tickets. Uh, I did get a little bit of food, though. Fuck, I did. You know, it was a little bit. But when I got the tickets, though, sadly, I was let down as well because their damn vending machine doesn't allow you to p- pick your own numbers. So I might have to figure something else out with that. <laughs> I, wonder, I, I know Walmart doesn't now, but I don't think they have a vending machine. Maybe I could... I don't really want to go to Walmart. I feel like that is a German-infested place. Like, I want to stay far away from there. I do have to do grocery shopping tomorrow. Maybe I'll swing to Walmart. Yeah, that sounds like a horrible idea. I try to stick to Schnucks. I mean, it's right down the street. Yeah. It's a sad day, too, man. Uh like, when... See, uh, St. Pat's, that was the official... Uh, anniversary of the show, also my birthday, 39 years I've been on this planet, and uh, it's the f- the first time I can really recall not having corned beef and cabbage on my birthday. One, I didn't have a car, two, there's this whole, you know, coronavirus situation going on, so it really didn't seem quite right with the virus situation to just go out and to a restaurant, but had I had a car, I probably would have went somewhere, at least tried to get some carry out corned beef and cabbage but I, I didn't so what I did do though I I had gotten to Schnucks on Monday I think it was and I had I had found uh, gluten free well I went to wraps because uh, you know bread is like zilcho there was, except for gluten free you can find the gluten free bread and I think it's just because of the expense factor if you get uh, gluten free bread the shit is expensive it is like six, seven dollars a loaf of bread, and it's not like a normal sized loaf of bread. Anyway, um, so I, I got the uh, corn tortillas. I don't know if they—I didn't see any bigger ones at least at Schnucks, but they were the very small corn tortillas. There's like thirty to a pack, and uh, they had plenty of tortillas on Monday. Fun fact. As of, uh, today, though, there was bread at Schnook's, but no tortillas. There was one pack. I, I take the back. There was one pack of corn tortillas. But, uh, I had got, for my birthday, I had gotten the corn tortillas, and I had put, uh, I had bought some corn beef from the deli, and, uh, some sauerkraut. So I kind of went krautmic. you know, some Irish German, uh, with it, since I've got a lot of Irish and German, I figure I can be say derogatory terms, but uh, there. <laughs> but I, I I did that. I had the corn tortilla, corned beef, some sauerkraut on it, and then uh, threw on a little bit of Swiss cheese. So it was sort of a Reuben. Didn't go thousand island dressing, just no no uh, sauce on it whatsoever. The there was plenty of uh, juice from the uh, the sauerkraut. It's funny. I used to hate sauerkraut really badly. Now. I'll eat it. I I like it more now. I I enjoy it. But, uh, yeah, there was uh, I saw somebody posting on Facebook about... uh, on the Death Watch Facebook group I'm on uh, that uh, the Mandalorian is showing the way that uh, you've got uh, the Mandalorian. I mean, he wears a mask at all times. He cannot show his face. If you wear a mask all the time... You can't touch her face. You got a mask covering it, like a Mandalorian mask. And I couldn't help it. I like, think, like, holy shit, maybe I need to do this. So I've actually pulled up the uh, Boba Fett, not the Mandalorian. Well, I don't know that they. I pulled up Boba Fett because I don't think they have the Mandalorian mask. And plus, it's you know, it's Boba Fett's helmet. It's got that big dent in it. It looks kind of cool. But uh, they have the Hasbro. Has the Black Series Boba Fett uh helmet. Oh shit, it's still not Oh I thought it was out already. It's still not out yet. It's not out till May. I thought that shit was out. Well that's gonna be a problem. Well I'm not the Darth Vader helmet's too hard to see out of. I figured the Boba Fett I could see out of. This is a problem. This is not the way. Uh, even if i were to do that i uh i would have <laughs> uh, i would have some issues just due to the fact that uh yeah i i totally lost uh, train of thought as i'm looking to see what uh is it what are my alternatives um damn that sucks there are other helmets, but it's just not as cool. It it seems like it'd be a lot cooler than... Uh, <laughs> than uh, I saw a lot of people in China wearing like the bottles, like taking the uh, gallon bottles for like water and stuff and cutting, <clears throat> cutting it out for their head and like actually wearing that on their head. Wearing a Boba Fett thing does seem cooler. Hmm. I I'm pretty sure there's not a Mandalorian one. Man, that's a damn shame. I thought it was out already. But I guess maybe or maybe they've sold out. Tis a shame. Um Anyway. Yeah. So there's uh So we've been doing this eight years. Yeah, it's fun stuff. Uh the man, the earlier days. That was some excitement. There was uh we started, it was uh, the first ever show Was in Edwardsville, Illinois With uh, above, uh, at the time as Fiona's Diner I believe it's some other diner now It was a 24 hour diner That Shelly had uh, back then He lived there for a couple of years And uh, small ass apartment Small, tiny little apartment We actually... I think uh, a few weeks before we had done it, uh, I don't remember what the timeline on this was, but we had actually recorded a like a test show. We were kind of dicking around with the microphones. We had already planned on doing it, and then uh, it uh, we never that never saw the light of the day. I haven't listened to that in years. I don't know that I'm going to listen to it today, but <laughs> maybe at ten years, I'll I'll, I'll pull that out again. I'd have to look for it. I'm not sure exactly where it's at. Uh, but there was a uh, – yeah, there was – that That one was a little bit more difficult. Like, it's – I we didn't go an hour or anything. It was just kind of bullshitting. It was just trying to get comfortable on the microphones and such. Uh, there was alcohol involved. Uh, a lot of the early shows, there was alcohol involved. We uh, drank PBR pretty much every episode for, like, it seemed the first year. <laughs> there was uh Also, we were trying to collect the, uh, the caps on there, because I don't know if they still do this, but on PBR, they had, at one point in time, if you got the bottles, the bottle caps had the playing cards on it, and we had to make a complete deck. The, <laughs> and uh, I don't I don't know I think we eventually like Shelly had eventually gotten a full deck, but it's not like we ever used them to actually play a game of poker or anything like that. It was just, hey, we've got a complete deck of bottle caps. <laughs> I think it was just like a, an achievement. It's like going on the PlayStation Network and like, you got to get the trophies, man. You got to get the fucking trophies and uh, we achieved that and then uh, but w- it was it was the trophy should have made some kind of like mural, mural or something with it but the yeah it was a lot of the early shows fueled by PBR that first show I mean that one had uh, Mark Peng bitch I don't have uh, any sounds pulled up to be able to Play that But anyway uh, Yeah He was uh, Our first guest And then the, fr- the early ones We used to have more guests Now it's just I I <laughs> uh, Very rarely Do we have any guests Or anybody That hasn't been on the show Before At this point Obviously It's just me on the mics So uh, And It's probably best Now that we uh, Don't have Uh Uh Oh just Chili's <laughs> Shelley, just message me. <laughs> I will message him back as uh see if he wants to call in and I have a hard time typing and talking at the same time <laughs> right, okay, done typing all right, but uh yeah, there was uh we were. T- <laughs> At, uh that apartment though that was uh it was it, it originally we weren't recording them every week like uh like i do now there's uh i would drive to edwardsville illinois from washington missouri so it was like an hour and a half drive and i would load up all the sound the soundboard the mics everything and uh i had containers for it would bring it up and i would take about an hour to set up and then we'd record the show up there at Edwardsville and it was like every other week instead of the weekly and uh then I would after I was done like some nights I would just leave right afterwards (laughs) but it would again take about an hour to tear it all down and then uh put it in my car and then like go back home some nights I'd stay and then drive back in the morning but uh it was a tough haul, man. It was a tough haul, and then it it took a little a little while before I finally started doing them here, at home, at all. There was uh, and then uh, we started doing with the Muffin Man's and Trebejo was a huge part uh, in the early shows, and uh, we well, I mean we used to have a lot more people involved. Now I think uh, there's lack of in, just enthusiasm. We've been doing it for so long, and it's, just, it's not like we're making money doing this, you know but uh, I just keep doing it because that's that's just what I do. I am a creature of habit, a lot of fun times though we had uh man i I miss those early days i I think it's also too I just miss being young <laughs> I was uh early thirties at the time it was uh I have to do the math so yeah i was thirty one when when we started like er, now I'm like almost forty. Ugh, that's fucked up to think about. I guess I just have less enthusiasm about everything in general now. I'm just getting old now. Now we got this whole virus situation. Now it's just, uh. I don't want to leave the house. <laughs> Today I've just been, uh, playing video games. Uh. Messing around with my computer, and, uh. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much what I've been doing outside of. Work, Still working. Uh, thankfully, I haven't gone full quarantine. You know, that, that's definitely a plus. Uh, I, I can't imagine what it's going to be like in several weeks of doing this after just how much it sucks after just one day. I mean, I had a full 24 hours staying in here. Then uh, I finally took a shower <laughs> like five, Thirty or so. No, no. I, yeah, it was like 5.30 p.m. that I finally took a shower. Got my ass up. I, I'm also not cutting my hair. This is a weird thing. Like, uh, I usually cut my hair uh, once a month. Every third Thursday I cut my hair because I always have a big group run and it just seems like the convenient time. Again, I'm a creature of habit. You know, I do this show once a week, every week. I cut my hair Every third Thursday. Also, when I go to work, I I wear a white t-shirt to work every day. It started out just because I used a silkscreen and I'd get ink on me and they were cheap. I could get a pack of white t-shirts really cheap. But then it also got to the point where it was like, well, I don't really have to think about what I'm going to wear today. I just grab a shirt, which I guess even if I wore normal shirts, like I wouldn't put a whole lot of thought into it, but when I'm just wearing a white shirt every day, I just grab a fucking white shirt. It is like it. Boom. Done. Like no thought whatsoever. Anyway, (laughs) I digress way too much here. Um, I totally lost where I was going with that. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm trying to backtrack and it's, it's gone. It is totally gone. Um, Yeah, I almost have to go back and, like, play the recording back, but I, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to not gonna do that. I guess that thought is gone. Um, I guess Shelly's not calling in, sadly. Uh, maybe he will. Maybe he um, will. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that uh, I just uh, – I wouldn't have experienced if it wasn't for the podcast, you know, we did, uh, not so much now, I mean, now I, back to just doing, man, uh, I've gotten so accustomed, like, I, you know, i so accustomed to, like, traveling now, like, once a year, and now, now that clearly isn't going to happen anytime soon, and there's, uh, I already, I miss that sense of adventure. And uh that like that's one thing I started doing with the podcast and it, it's always looking for uh something to talk about. <laughs> I've done a lot of things just for that so I could get a story like ooh we should do this cuz it'll give me something to talk about on Saturday. And uh I mean that was part of I guess the reason why I I started traveling. Ish. I like telling stories whether it's on a podcast or not. Uh whether it's shitting the bed in Russia or uh Meeting a Girl in Dachau, you know, fun stuff. <laughs> uh Germany. Like uh, I was really hoping on going to Ireland this summer. I I it's been Oh, since 2017, it's been three years. It's been almost three years since I've been to Ireland. I've been there three times, and, you know, I miss the place. I don't think the sheep are going to remember me. I don't know if the sheep are contracting uh, COVID-19. Hopefully not. But uh, they're probably not going to remember me. That's sad, you know. We spent such good times together, me and the sheep. Uh, We got real close. When I was running those two marathons and I'd look over and they'd sometimes make noise at me and they had the paint down their sides, it was uh, very touching for me. And they probably already forgotten. And my memory's not getting so good about it anymore. The bright side, though, is if once uh, the outbreak's over, who knows how long that's going to fucking take. But when traveling... Is allowed again. And such. I would imagine. If I have a job still. That. uh, It will be quite affordable. For tickets. Because I would assume. That far less people are going to want to travel. Therefore cheaper tickets. If there's less demand. Or so. Or so my theory goes. We'll see how that pans out. You know. Maybe there's gonna be less airlines. Who knows if they'll survive? Fucking shit, man. Fuck. Uh, on the uh, some bright news, there. I mean, they're still ta- talking about what's gonna happen in Mandalorian season two. Uh, going back to talking about the Mandalorian. Um, Muffin Man had posted on uh on Facebook that uh they have confirmed that uh, uh, Rosario Dawson will be playing Ahsoka Tano on Mandalorian Season 2, so there's going to be... Well, she was a Jedi, but now I guess... I don't know what Ahsoka would be considered in Mandalorian time if she would be like a Grey Jedi or just... I guess she's just Ahsoka, but she was the character on Clone Wars, and actually it was... uh, if it was twitter but uh there had been talk online about people like petitioning and stuff saying that they had wanted rosario dawson to play ahsoka tano in live action star wars of some sort and it appears that, that has happened she will be appearing on in uh mando season two who knows when that will be able to uh be aired I believe they had already started filming it but uh I'm pretty sure like pretty much all movies and such have been put on hiatus due to the coronavirus so I don't know what is going on I guess you know since I have the internet I could look it up instead of talking uh out of my ass right now uh I could look it up right here I don't know why I am yeah why I didn't just pull it up. <laughs> Let's look and see what any kind of news there are. Um, do This is what it says about Rosario D'Arson on uh, Variety. It's from March 20th, so this was, yeah, just yesterday. Um <clears throat> See, Rosario Dawson has joined Season 2 of The Mandalorian in a role which will have Clone Wars fans brimming with excitement. The Briarpatch star has been cast in the guest starring role of Ahsoka Tano. Variety has confirmed Tano is Anakin Skywalker's apprentice and one of the central characters in the popular animated Star Wars series. This will mark the character's first live action appearance after being voiced by Ashley Eckstein on all seven seasons of Clone Wars, the final season of which is currently airing on Disney. The season two of Mandalorian is slated to drop on Disney this fall after showrunner and creator Jon Favreau confirmed that a second season was on the way late last year. Mm. Oh! This is interesting. Car, uh, John Favreau also previously revealed that Carl Weathers, who plays Grief Carga in the series, is set to direct an episode of its sophomore season. Love me some Carl Weathers, fucking Apollo Creed, yo. Uh, it's interesting. Get his uh, see what his take on uh, directing is going to be. to uh, do Um, I don't see anything about it uh, being held up. I would imagine though that they're gonna have some issues. Mm. That oh wait, this is uh on another Forbes dot <laughs> This is sometimes doo-doo. no, it doesn't still not talking about um like if it's been held up originally they were saying that uh mando season two was going to be uh coming out in october and the first season it came out last november but i'm not seeing anything uh oh oh okay this one here from two weeks ago says it has finished filming and uh so that uh that's good that's good that means we'll uh We'll be seeing it uh, hopefully on schedule imagine they can still have uh, editors and such work on this as long as the world's still around as long as I'm still alive fuck man hopefully this uh, gluten free shit works out for me but uh, and staying away from people as uh, long as I have Disney plus Plus some ability to see you know Disney Plus some way somehow see the Mando Season 2 I love Mando Season 1 that is good stuff and they do have uh, Ahsoka Tano is uh on the latest episode of Clone Wars as uh we kind of see what happens immediately after she left the Jedi Order and uh it was uh, it was not a bad episode. The, uh, you know. We'll see. Uh, I th- I'm not sure how many more episodes there are on uh, that season, or this season, whatever. We shall see. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know what the. Uh, I've heard some kind of things about the newer trilogy. Uh, films coming out, but not uh, not a whole lot recently. I, well, I saw that they had some news and stuff, but I just, I'm not day in, day out looking at the stuff. It usually just seems like more and more of the same stuff. I've got something pulled up here. I've got uh, com here. They've got uh, the best pandemic and virus outbreak movies to stream while you're in quarantine. Now, i got to advise some of the shit on this list this may not help this may make it worse this may be like the scenario when i flew to russia and i made the great uh, the, the great decision to uh <laughs> i did the great decision on uh watching castaway before i i, I went and uh, that was uh, jokingly you know i had to do it cuz the podcast again it was so I could have something to talk about on the podcast. So we I watched Castaway the night before flying to Russia, and it didn't help. It uh did not help with my mindset about uh, it was the first time I flew overseas at all. And it was the first time I'd flown on a plane since nine eleven. I'd flown on a plane like once, like before nine eleven. It was not too long before nine eleven. And uh Not the greatest idea. So maybe watching these movies isn't a great idea, but if you want to have a little fun with it, uh, you can watch some of these movies. Now they're uh, on different uh, sources. You may not be able to get them all on uh, Netflix here, but uh, uh, they're on Crackle, there's various uh, ways here. This is, again, uh, denofgeek.com. There's uh, the first one they got here is 12 Monkeys. This uh, was starring Bruce Willis, and it was uh, made by... uh, Monty Python alum Terry Gilliam, he did all the animations for uh, Monty Python, the only uh, American member of Monty Python. I believe he's from Montana. Don't quote me on that. Uh, It's uh, 12 Monkeys is what they say, the synopsis here. Terry Gilliam's masterful sci-fi fable, An Unbalanced Prisoner Named Cole, played by Bruce Willis, is sent back in time to 1996 from 2035 where the remnants of humanity live underground. His mission, to find and procure a sample of the virus that wiped out civilization so that future scientists can study it and find a cure. Based on the French short film La Jetée, Twelve Monkeys is about the way that human intellect and emotion can distort time and reality, and its vision of a fading society buried underground by the spread of of a pathogen it's a chilling central metaphor. This picture here has got uh, somebody in this crazy like decon suit. It's just a uh, great picture. I haven't seen that movie in forever, but I remember enjoying it. I mean it's Terry Gilliam, Bruce Willis. This one this next one, I was uh, not really a, a big fan of. I, I like a lot of zombie movies, but this is uh they're saying uh, 28 days later. Uh, The seminal running zombie movie from Danny Boyle finds a place on this list where other zombie films may not because its clarity that the outbreak is caused by animals infected with a virus. These aren't reanimated undead, but sick people. The virus is nicknamed Rage and sees the infected become insanely violent and highly contagious. Our hero is Cillian Murphy uh, from uh, uh, Peaky Blinders us uh, is, is who that is. Uh, unaware of the virus because of a stint in a hospital in a coma, who finds London a deserted wasteland just 28 days after the outbreak has become. Now, I got to say, it's also a great time to go ahead and play Resident Evil. You know, just get yourself prepared. Just, uh, they got Resident Evil 3, uh, Re- remake is coming out here shortly. I think within the next month or so. Maybe it's already. I don't think it's out yet. But it's a good time to brush that off and uh, even the old one. Get the old or the Resident Evil Two remakes out there, or you can get Res- just any of the Resident Evils. You know, it's it, we all might turn into zombies here shortly. So get, get yourself prepared. Uh, maybe get a machete. You know, you don't have to reload machetes. That was uh. There was I think uh my good friend todd uh had, somebody somebody had uh a book on uh, surviving a zombie apocalypse and that was one of the tips was get a machete, man. You can't you don't have to reload a machete. Uh so <laughs> when's too soon to start wearing like a uh, fun just a fun question. When is too soon to start going full Mad Max here and start wearing like uh, football pads with spikes on it and such, it's maybe carrying a baseball bat, going all uh, Walking Dead with uh, carrying a baseball bat with uh, barbed wire across it, like uh, Lucille <laughs> that Negan carries. Is it is it too soon for that? Because I feel like we might be headed that way. Things are progress a lot from one day to the next. And I feel like people are going to be going crazy and crazier the more they lose, uh, work and are without money and need to get food. So you know it could get dangerous out there. You might have to go to the store with uh, some kind of weapon. There, it. I mean, see how people are reacting to the toilet paper. It's fucking nonsense. It's it's insane. But continuing on the list here, the Andromeda strain. Oh, uh, also. Uh, I Was gonna mention uh, where you could see "Uh, Twelve Monkeys." Oh, it doesn't say where if there's anybody streaming that currently. Oh, I guess you can get it on Amazon Prime and uh and Hulu. Where is that? The next one, twenty eight days, uh, on the in the U.S. I guess both uh 28, 28 days and uh Twelve Monkeys you can see on Amazon Prime and Hulu. I don't know yet if it's free on Amazon Prime. Um, if there's any uh, UK listeners you can uh, watch the uh, 28 Days Later on Amazon Prime uh, and The Andromeda Strain is on here the 1971 film based on Michael Cricht- Crichton's uh, best selling 69 novel The Andromeda Strain chronicles the desperate efforts of a team of four scientists to solve the mystery of a fast mutating extraterrestrial virus Before it can spread throughout the world. This one, that one's uh, apparently on Amazon Prime. Uh, And the bay, this screenshot's pretty great. This girl's, uh, she looks familiar. I don't know where she's from. But uh, she's got these, like, boils on her skin and her face. It looks like she's in an emergency room. There's a bunch of people in there. Reminds me of the scene, kind of out of the blob, but uh, and uh, this one uh, is uh Oscar winner, Barry Levinson. He was the director of Rain Man, I guess. Uh, he's he's done a lot of stuff. Uh, is the unexpected director of this underrated eco horror, which sees a coastal Maryland town infected by a flesh-eating fish parasite. A found footage movie with several strands told via local reporting, phone footage, social social media. And police surveillance. It's a cautionary tale, with Levinson says is largely based on fact. See, some of this stuff just seems like it, uh, it's a little too close to home. Apparently, if you want to watch that in the US, it's on Shudder, um, which I, I have never used Shudder. Uh, then there's uh, this one. I was. Unf- another one I. Most of these I'm kind of unfamiliar with. I'm familiar with like Drama, and Twelve Monkeys and Twenty Eight Days Later, but then you get some of these. I'm, I'm just uh, this is one's called Blindness from 2008. It's uh, a highly communicable disease renders much of the world's population blind. In this film from director Fernando Meireles, uh, for uh, based on Jose Saramago's novel. None of the characters in a In a cast led by Julianne Moore and Mark Ruffalo are named as the film follows the book's metaphorical nature while not shying away from the atrocities that occur as civilization collapses. Less about science and more about human nature, blindness suggests that humanity will need to adapt different perspectives to survive a global catastrophe. A lesson worth remembering as we work our way through the COVID-19 crisis. I don't know, maybe these films could be insightful and helpful. I don't know. Or they might just make you even more fucking paranoid. You can see that also on Amazon Prime. Most of these seem to be on Amazon Prime. I feel like whoever wrote this article is, uh got an Amazon Prime account. Uh, and I've got to see. Does it list the... Uh, right? Yeah, this is Rosie Fletcher and Don Kay. There was a, there was a team on this one. They uh, came up with this, and clearly they were just went on Amazon Prime for the most part. It would seem, and just like, let okay, what can we find here? Now this one, I don't remember if I actually saw this, but I I, I feel like I need to go back and watch this. And but uh, this is uh Cabin Fever from 2003. Uh, what's that you say? You've got cabin fever? Yeah, after 24 just. 24 hours and just leaving just to go to the store very briefly uh yeah a little bit (laughs) uh thank your lucky stars it's not this kind eli ross feature debut was this comedy horror which sees a group of kids vacationing in a cabin attacked by a flesh eating virus it's extremely gory and gross which i'm down for that leg shaving scene eesh yeah i don't think i've actually watched it but uh, but it's also quite funny and sharp on how it plays with horror tropes You can, of course, see that on Amazon Prime. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Why does it keep... Yeah, they totally just... Oh, no, here's one that's on Netflix. They must also have a Netflix account. Uh, Carriers, which was in 2009. Chris Pine stars in this. uh, Chris Pine, I believe he's from the uh, newer Star Trek films, Captain Kirk. He stars in this post-apocalyptic road movie which sees a virus wipe out much of the population as an yet uninfected foursome head out to a small resort that they believe is plague-free where they plan to wait out the pandemic. On the way, they encounter desperate survivors and dangerous factions and eventually turn on each other. Not the most cheerful of the movies on this list. (laughs) I feel like none of them are very cheerful. Uh... But that is again that that is on Netflix. Unless you're uh, in the UK, then it's on Amazon Prime. Maybe they're in UK because <laughs> again with the fucking Amazon Prime shit. I feel like maybe they called it in. There's uh, this one this next one's uh, Children of Men from 2006. It uh, director Alfonso Curion's uh, modern classic could well be the most frightening film on the list in many ways because of both. Curon's, uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but uh, Curon's hyper-realistic style of filmmaking. I think I might have seen this one. but uh, And because its world is so recognizably our own in many ways, with an unknown malady preventing the birth of any new children for 18 years, following a global flu pandemic, the world is on the brink of societal collapse. Only one lone young woman, who is somehow pregnant, Provides a beacon of hope against a storm of despair. The film's lasting theme of faith, against all odds, may end up being a balm in these uncertain days. Uh, I guess it was Immaculate Conception. But uh, you can see that on Amazon Prime, of course, and Hulu. (laughs) Then uh, there's Contagion. Uh, Steven Soderbergh's realistic depiction of what might happen in the wake of a pandemic sees doctors struggling to identify the cause of a deadly virus and an attempt to develop a vaccine while cities are under quarantine. False reports are causing panic buying, sounds familiar, and uh, supplies of the inoculation aren't sufficient to treat everyone at risk. Featuring an all-star cast, including Kate Winslet, Matt Damon, Lawrence Fishburne, Jude Law, and Gwyneth Paltrow, it's a classy, and slightly terrifying look outside our own window. Then uh, there's uh, the crazies. Uh, uh in there was two versions of that. There was a '73 version and a 2010 uh, legendary, fucking legendary. Director George A. Romero, who did another classic, uh, I guess, viral outbreak movie, Night of the Living Dead. Perhaps you've heard of it. But he made the original Crazies in 73, and I I probably have seen it, but it's been so long. Uh, Focusing uh, on a small town decimated by a biological weapon and finished off by the incompetence of the government that tries to contain the outbreak. Again, it just sounds very close to home right now. Uh, Romero's film was crudely made, but razor-sharp in its skewering of the bureaucratic and military mindset. A 2010 remake from director Breck Eisner is less satirical, more polished and intense, and in the end, more effective. Both are worth a watch. Uh, I think I might have to be the judge of that. I know uh, it's not on the list here, but there is also... No, I haven't watched it yet. Maybe I'll uh, get around to watching in the next few days. There is a documentary on Netflix that was released this year called Pandemic. And, uh, I guess they made it last year before, uh, before this shit hit. Clearly, uh, you know, people have been predicting a pandemic on this scale, you know, forever. So, it, uh, but, uh. Yeah, it looks like an interesting documentary and it might uh, might give us some good insight. Maybe more accurate information than, say, a fictitional movie where these fictitional movies are going to really uh, have the, the shit really hit the fan. Hopefully uh, it's not as bad as, say, uh, a zombie outbreak, but that could be fun. That could be fun. Um <laughs> I mean, who who didn't want to live out a zombie movie, right? At least for a couple of days. Uh, there's this next one is on Netflix, uh I guess, and Amazon Prime. The it comes at night in twenty seventeen. The despite what the misleading trailers suggest, this is not a zombie movie, but it is an infection film of sorts. Which sees a couple and their teenage son self isolating in the woods because of an unseen threat that's taken over the world. When a young couple and their child arrive seeking refuge, the family's domestic stability is shaken. Metaphorical intelligent and scary, it comes at night is one bleak quarantine movie. Uh doesn't list the cast or anything. It I have not, it comes at night. And then there's this classic. Uh, Now, (laughs) I don't remember the film much. I remember reading the story in school. But The Mask of the Red Death from 1964, the great picture of Vincent Price here, covered in blood and in the uh, red uh, clothing there. It's pretty pretty great. Uh, The seventh and most experimental of cult filmmaker Roger Corman's Edgar Allan Poe adaptations, The Mask of the Red Death, is a medieval fable set in an unnamed Italian village where a sadistic prince, played by Vincent Price, lords over both the poor villagers outside his palace walls and the debauched guests at a ball within. As a plague sweeps the land, he orders the village burned to stop it, but that doesn't prevent the Red Death from ultimately piercing the palace walls. Mask may be a fantasy, but it's ultimately message. But its ultimate message, that disease and death do not distinguish between rich and poor, hold true. However, unfortunately, we've found out within the last few days, those fuckers, uh, the rich can still get access to tests if they need, it, need or want. Like uh, basketball teams are having no problem testing their players and such. But yet, there was a story yet of a New Jersey family that uh, they had a family get-together. And there's been at least four or five of them now that have died from the family get-together. Not all of them were over the age of 60. um, And not all of them have been able to be tested. And this is, like, they have died one right after another. And it's from the COVID-19. Uh, uh, so, you know, yeah. Obviously, there's <laughs> definitely benefits to being rich especially in this country when it comes to health care um man reading you know i've got a book on edgar Allan poe and i love edgar Allan poe's stories but I, i'm i'm kind of torn by it these days knowing that he was you know he was a pedophile <laughs> he uh his was a wife or whatever I mean, she's only like 12 or 13 and and you know he had some great stories though damn but uh I guess I don't really have to worry about, you know, I've never given Edgar Allan Poe money. There, I could look at it that way. <laughs> but uh, dark dark stories, I guess, come from a really dark mind. There, oh, this is another one on Netflix. You've got uh, Outbreak, which uh, you got Cuba Gooding Jr. in uh, The Old Outbreak. It's a classic infection blockbuster from Wolfgang Peterson. We see medics battling with a virus brought to a California town by an African monkey. Outbreak is glossy and thrilling and much more self-contained than something like Contagion. Making it less a pandemic movie, but a race to contain the virus mixed with some high-octane conspiracy theory business. It also has uh, Dustin Hoffman in it as well. Uh, There's uh, This one I am unfamiliar with. It's from 1950. It's Panic in the Streets. Uh, that title definitely seems to apply to today. There's a, a lot of fantastic directors have tackled the pandemic theme at least once. In this time out, it's Ilya Kazan. Uh, his Norish 1950 thriller is like Sturgis, is the Satan bug, more about preventing a crisis than living through one. As a public health official and a New Orleans cop must track down three thugs who inadvertently murdered a man carrying pneumonic plague and might now be infected themselves, the two leads, played by Richard Widmark and Paul Douglas, show the kind of determination and resilience that we can always use more of. Now this next one seems uh, pretty interesting. You can see the last one on Amazon Prime. But uh, this next one... Whoa. Whoa on iTunes in the US, Amazon Prime in the uh, UK, but Ponti Pool. Uh the screenshot looks familiar. I feel like maybe I saw this one. But it's sort of a zombie movie, sort of an infection movie and sort of a quarantine film. This clever Canadian horror from Bruce McDonald sees Stephen McHattie as a, as a radio DJ narrating, narrating an unfolding outbreak of something happening outside his studio. McCaddy carries the movie, which is a smart way to si- simulate a pandemic and create a feeling of panic on a very low budget via a film which takes place almost entirely in one room. And I believe I watched that on Netflix many years ago. I believe it was kind of entertaining. But uh, this, I, I feel like it did. Now, then the next two films on this list are kind of... There, uh, one's a remake of the other There's a Quarantine uh, which is in 2008 It was the American remake of Record uh, Starring Dexter's Jennifer Carpenter is fine but removes some of the strangeness And ambiguity of the original Here's the virus origins and effects Are explicitly stated Rather than left in the background Still effective enough And several of the best scares are Shock for shock with Record Uh And there's record, yeah, there's apparently, yeah, the, ooh, let's go down to the Satan Bug, let's, uh, the Satan Bug, 1965, produced and directed by John Sturgis, the Magnificent Seven, he was from, uh, made that film, uh, the Satan Bug details the search by government agents for a missing vial containing the title pathogen, a biological weapon that could wipe out all human life in a matter of months uh the film like the novel it's based on is more of a tense chase thriller than a pandemic story but it points up points out the implication- oh shit jesus what the fuck what did it, the oh it's amber alert okay i uh. i was like is that do we need to completely lock down now what is it or the zombie they they finally started turning into zombies that's what that yeah. No, it's an Amber Alert. That sucks. But, I mean, uh, I guess it's better than a... (laughs) It's from the Columbia Police Department. Uh, They're looking for a silver 2017 Chevy Equinox. Anyway, um, if you're around here, I'm sure you probably got that alert as well. I hit shit. I thought it... I guess Amber Alerts don't care if you have your shit on silent. Um, yeah, Satan Bug, though. There's uh, The Shivers. I'm not familiar with that one. 75. Oh, that looks... Yeah, that's about it. There's a few others on here, but... Uh, well, I feel like you're really going to fuck your brain up if you watch all of these films. Maybe, you know, watch one or two. Maybe watch that pandemic one uh, document. uh yeah, documentary on Netflix. That seems like it might give you some insightfulness of what what might transpire. Maybe there's some people uh, they talk to that know what they're uh, they're doing and such that uh, could maybe calm your nerves a little bit. Watching outbreak and such. Maybe not. Although you know some, I guess you know some movies like end well. Hopefully it doesn't last you know it's it's sounding like we you know we could be in a real shit show for a long time unfortunately but uh you know hof- hopefully uh things start to to get easier or we just get used to it i guess life you know life finds a way to adapt as uh, they do in those zombie movies right and hell look at The Walking Dead. I mean, they figured out they figured out how to how to do it up. There was I, I guess a lot of people joking on uh, social media about uh, the fact that uh, they watched a lot of The Walking Dead and never once did they see people fight over toilet paper. There's, you know, been plenty of times where they fight over food. There's murders, this happens, but uh toilet paper is not a big deal for them, I guess. I guess they don't know how to live. They're just shitting, and then just maybe using a a leaf or something. You know, uh, <laughs> it just occurred to me. I had uh, I talked about this years ago on the show. There was uh, my friend Megan, uh, who I run with. She informed me if I was ever out uh, on the Katy Trail because I had a moment where I was on the Katy Trail, out by myself. run. I was supposed to run, like, 13 miles or something like that. I think I cut it a little short because, uh, well, I had a shit coming. Like, man, it was, uh, I felt like I had a shit real bad, and I was the going the wrong way. Like, I was going, I'd started out in Dutch out and I had ran uh, towards, like, St. Charles, that direction and such. I, and there's no... Bathrooms going out that way if you're going to go that distance. Like, you got to go pretty far <laughs> that way before you'll hit a bathroom. Had I just gone towards the Herman direction, like Marthasville, like there's a bathroom in Marthasville, I would have been fine. Could have shit there. Anyway, I didn't do that. And I, I <laughs> ended up walking the last mile or so back because I had a turtle head poking and I was afraid that, you know, I was going to shit my pants. And I uh, didn't really want to do that. So uh, I, I I phoned it in for the last mile or two, whatever it was. And uh, I told my friend Megan about it. And then she proceeded to tell me what I should wipe my ass with out there <laughs> if it came to. And I, I don't recall what it was. This is a few years ago, but there's a, a plant. And she uh, said it also was, I believe they use this sort of plant for uh, stuff for like hemorrhoid cream and such. It's almost got, like, an aloe-type thing. But maybe... I wonder if people have figured that out yet. And maybe they're trying to find these plant Or planting these plants, so then they can wipe a little bit. Oh, I forgot to mention that I'm talking about toilet paper. Like, my birthday gift. There was a... Uh, I got, uh... <laughs> one of the greatest birthday gifts ever. I had, uh on on Tuesday on St. Pat's um Marcellus uh my roommate's uh son Marcellus had gotten me a gift uh they had they were at Target and I guess they had just unloaded some toilet paper and Marcellus had seen that uh there was a, a to- toilet paper and he's like I know I see Josh's gift. We're going to, we got to get him that for his birthday. And I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. He got, they got me. Well, I mean, it was for everybody, but you know, it was kind of funny that they get, they got this, but it was a 24 pack of toilet paper. And it's like the bigger rolls, man. It's the, like the jumbo rolls, whatever the fuck you want to call them. 24 packs, 24 rolls of that. So, I mean, we're good for at least a month like like that's pretty fantastic. <laughs> we were getting pretty low <laughs> on toilet paper before that day. And though, you know, I know we can just use a, a wash rag or your hand and then clean it, but you know, that's I I don't see stocking up on a couple years worth of rolls of toilet paper, but I understand, you know, wanting toilet paper. It it was awfully nice to get that. And I was like, this shit is like gold. I feel like at some point in time, like if this goes on long enough, our currency is just going to be toilet paper. It's going to be like, uh, sorry, that's going to be like five rolls of toilet paper. Like otherwise uh, I'm not fixing your, you know, you can't get your oil changed here. <laughs> it's not happening. You're, uh, Sorry, that's going to be 50 rolls of toilet paper. That's That's a keeper right there. That is a keeper, sir. If you want to watch Netflix this month, you're going to have to spend at least 6 rolls of toilet paper. And I'm you don't need to go crazy. They don't need to be mega jumbo rolls. They just the standard 2 ply uh will do fine. Standard rolls, the 2 ply, we'll go with that. And uh you know, then you can watch uh Outbreak. <laughs> uh my computer's doing weird shit. All right, Just Fuck with me. But yeah, I mean that shit. Is, that that stuff is like gold. It is like gold. And it won't be too much longer. We're all we're probably all gonna be wearing all the Mad Max gear. So you, you know, look look for that. Look at the Road Warrior. You can put on the the, uh, <laughs> the shoulder pads of spikes. Maybe go with the Mohawk. Unfortunately, I can't do the Mohawk. My hair. Uh, recap, the. Uh, my hair is still I guess getting a little bit thicker on top, but I don't think I can pull off a mohawk. I don't think I'll ever be able to pull a mohawk off. I should have done it at a much younger age. I failed. I still have a bit of a monkey's butt monkey's ass on my head. Uh, not 12 of them, though. Just one. Um, sadly, I can't get a good picture for the uh, to see how my hair's doing because I haven't got my hair cut yet. That was when I was taking the the pictures so I could see what the uh, how the hair's doing but yeah get a mohawk get the football pads and uh, you know protect yourself <laughs> uh, not really but re- you know maybe <laughs> we'll see what happens Uh I don't know about the football pads, but if you could definitely pull off, like, a face shield, that might be good for you. Prevent you from touching your face and also uh, just from stuff getting in your mouth, you know? Like, man, I've I've managed to, like, cut it down a lot when I'm at work touching my face. And when I'm, like, out in public, but at home, I still find myself, like, touching my face. And I live in a house with uh, four other people, so, you know, it can get risky. They, uh, as of right now, uh, go out, too. So they go out to the store. So, I mean, that is, is a potential risk factor. So I need to really be more mindful about washing my hands. Although, I, I mean, I wash my hands every time I go to the bathroom. I, I wash my hands frequently. But when I'm at work, I am fucking... Super crazy about it. Super crazy. There is a anytime I hear people like cough in public and shit, I'm like getting paranoid. Like again, I you know, I feel like I might be high risk. I've been having issues with my kidneys and stuff and like I I don't want to really roll the dice on it. I don't like getting sick anyway, but shit man, if it kills me, you know, i I'd, I'd I'd like to live a couple more years, hopefully. You know? Go out, uh, and once this all dies down, maybe I can see Europe again one more time at least, if not a couple more times. I wouldn't mind, in the past, I wouldn't have mind going to Italy before it became just uh, instant death once you go over there. Uh, Now uh, they've surpassed China in uh, deaths, but uh, I don't know, traveling... I may not be able to afford traveling after this. We'll see what see what happens. Uh, man, I miss that that feeling of excitement. There's just uh, there's a lot of ac- excitement though. You get the wanderlust when you you've been someplace that you've never been, and uh, just the not knowing what's around the corner. You know, and just like oh, uh, there's just a feeling like like no other. Like going to the same places that i have always been my entire life or like being stuck in the same room for days on end there's uh although there's a comfort to it (laughs) there is a bit of a comfort to it but there's no like i i don't feel an adrenaline rush like going upstairs and go to the bathroom (laughs) like i did uh the first time and going to the cliffs of mower uh no not 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 a feeling like that or like, when I go up the stairs to go to the bathroom, I don't feel like when I went up the stairs at uh, Skellig Michael. And, uh, oh, man, I'd love to go there for me. Maybe I should go to Skellig Michael. That'd be a good place to quarantine. Although I'd have to have food shipped in. <laughs> I don't know how I'd work that out. There's uh, Nobody's really allowed to go out there. I think uh, they have, like, one or two people that go out there and live out there for from time to time. Uh, for periods of time but they're only out there for like a couple months or something of that like guides and such i don't think they probably give me that job once for one i would have a hard time getting to ireland right now but hey man i wouldn't be anywhere near the coronavirus on that island i don't think that uh it's maybe it's reached out there but probably not i mean it's a pretty remote island the third, about 35 people uh, visited each day during the summer months. Um, they're right. Well, you know what? The coronavirus probably isn't out there because I don't think they start allowing uh, visitors out there until like May or so. So, you know what? Skellig Michael does sound now that I'm working through this in my brain. Luke Skywalker had it right, man. Going out there and just hanging out in the beehive huts. Maybe grow a little garden. I guess that's what the monks did. I don't really recall (laughs) talking much about what the monks ate. I'm sure they did when I took the tour. But I don't really recall. I do not recall. Man, that might be one of the safest places on earth right now. Skellig Michael. Just avoid everything on the way there. If you somehow get on a plane and don't get the shit. Then uh, get to Skellig Michael, man, and just bring maybe steal somebody's uh, year supply of toilet paper when you go out there. <laughs> Although you know I can do without the toilet paper if I'm going Skellig Michael. I mean I'm going full on just monk with the shit. I will uh, I will do what what as the monks did. I will uh, find some. I I might bring a wash rag with me and just. Rinse that off in the in the sea water and just man that that sounds bad <laughs> I'm just imagining now wiping my ass with a rag that I had in, like the ocean water and with all the salt on there and everything that feels like I feel like that might burn a bit. I don't know maybe it'll help uh <laughs> sanitize it somehow uh, yeah, quarantine good stuff isn't it yeah i tell you what though there's a at least we still have better call saul coming out like uh it's been entertaining the season's been pretty good they're still putting out new episodes of that and uh it's i believe they're all made so we'll we'll get that and if you want more (laughs) outbreak related things to watch the walking dead is currently airing shows so and Negan's out back killing people. So, you got that going. But one of the only bright things left in that. It's really just a, a soap opera at this point for adults. Or I mean not adults but like uh sci- it's a shall we I guess soap operas are for adults but uh shall we say uh horror fi- it's not even really horror. I mean it's it's a zombie soap opera is what it is. There's a soap opera and then you throw in some zombies. (laughs) And people do get murdered. But, you know, it feels very soap opera-esque. It's very predictable. But then, Negan is cool. You get some Negan action. Get Lucille. He does, he did talk a little bit about uh, Lucille. And I haven't seen anything lately on uh, when the uh, Walking Dead movies were supposed to come out. But I, I would like to see the Negan backstory. They were supposed to be releasing that. They're making one and releasing it at some point, and the Rick Grimes movie. I believe there was supposed to be more than one of those. I love me some Rick Grimes, and I miss the Rick Grimes. And when I, you know, a lot of shows that I enjoy is like, you got to have a good protagonist and a good antagonist. And you had a really good protagonist in Rick Grimes, although at times you wanted to like strangle him when he was like all pacifist rick (laughs) we're just like oh i'm a farmer i can't hurt people the next minute he's fucking ripping throats i mean you gotta love the throat ripping rick throat ripping rick is the shit and uh they need a morty on the show but (laughs) i guess carl was morty uh but you you don't have like the protect you've got i mean there's protagonists on there but it's not there's not a clear, like, hero to the show. Like, they're not following the story of it. Like, you, you've you got Daryl's, like, you know, taken somewhat of the mantle. Not really. And you got Carol. I mean, you've got a lot of strong characters and stuff, but you don't have, like, a main protagonist anymore. But then, like, the antagonist, like, Negan is the shit as far as that goes. I feel like The Walking Dead, if you just, like, there's the first episode of the season, the last episode of the season, (laughs) maybe one or two episodes in the middle of there are, like, pretty good. The rest are just, again, just, it's like watching a soap opera. You know, like, what's going to happen. There's, even with those other episodes, at this point, it's very formulaic. Um, But uh, I am looking at uh, RoboCop here the villain from the the antagonist kane this is my wallpaper on my pc and that is making me really want to watch robocop 2 <laughs> uh but i i guess i'm good here uh eight years yeah been doing this um hopefully uh things get better um for everybody and uh stay safe and uh Stay healthy. And as always, that's a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can.